Well, welcome back to The Leaders We Need. I'm Joel Harder. Today on the podcast, we have a special bonus episode. Recently, I was a guest on Ministry in the Marketplace with Richard Hamlet. It's a radio show that runs on Bot Radio. I connected with Richard and we had a conversation about the work we're doing at Capital Culture, how we're working to shape a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership. Talked a bit about what we're doing in Oklahoma and also the philosophy behind our work. We also chatted about the experiences I had really discovering working with leaders in Washington, D.C., and the opportunity to equip people across our state and nation with the method, the approach, and the philosophy that really can change the culture of our political discourse. Well, here is that segment of my interview with Richard Hamlet on Ministry in the Marketplace that ran on Bot Radio. Capital Culture has enabled a different and a new atmosphere in state politics. This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Every week, we get the chance to visit with people who are using the platform that God's given them to make a difference in their marketplace. Our guest today is Joel Harder. Joel is the state minister for Oklahoma. For more than 10 years, he's traveled the world developing international leadership programs for churches, nationwide nonprofits, and even political arenas. We recently got the chance to visit with Joel while on the road about the amazing opportunities that he's had to be an influence for Christ to the political leaders of our country. Now, here's your host, Richard Hamlet and Joel Harder. We are blessed to have Joel Harder on the program. Joel, welcome to Ministry in the Marketplace. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you today. Well, let's get right to it. Our audience wants to hear how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Well, I grew up in a wonderful Christian home in a dynamic church, and so I was really obviously raised and discipled and, and rooted in a very solid, faithful family, was baptized uh, at nine years old, and then along the way do what most of us do and have some bad influences, and, and I really began to feel that conflict, though, because I knew that I wasn't being true to who I really was. I kind of felt like I had that mask on, and, and when I was trying to do what I thought was cool or my friends thought was cool, I, I had that conflict, and it was at a youth uh, disciple now when I was 13 years old that I, I really just released that and the Lord really made his presence evident. It was really at that point I truly began walking with the Holy Spirit and I've never felt his presence depart from me since. Well, you now serve as chaplain in the Oklahoma, state of Oklahoma, House of Representatives. I do. What a great privilege and honor. It's an incredible opportunity for the Lord. Let's talk about your whole view of the marketplace. Uh, You have a really uh, a public square arena. Absolutely. Uh, Before you came to Oklahoma, you were in the Beltway, Washington, D.C., with a national organization as a public policy person. Can you share how that came about and really 
give our audience a glimpse of what it was like to be in that role. Well, and, and it's part of just my journey, which was you know kind of meandering at times. But I, I have an undergraduate degree in political science. Was always very fascinated with the arena of public policy. Ended up going to Baylor. I'm from Waco, so to the sigh and relief of three generations, I've got that Baylor degree. Uh, but I did a blended degree in policy and social work and theology because I've always been interested kind of where the the church and the marketplace and the private sector all intersect. And so went to Washington, D.C. and ended up working in the public policy office of YMCA of the USA doing public policy work in that in that intersection of, of those different sectors. And along the way was serving in a local church kind of bivocationally. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I am passionate about marketplace ministry. I mean, we organize our lives around our jobs and right. our careers in ways that maybe we did before, but it just seems that that is really our focus. And so much of our engagement, our lives are all in that place. And yet what can happen in the marketplace can truly transform whole, whole communities, whole industries, whole nations. And I love seeing the Lord really work in that place. Amen. And it's wonderful to see the gospel uh, permeate the culture yeah. and the marketplace and, uh, and see transformation in individual lives, politicians, businessmen, etc. When you were in the Beltway, mm -hmm. what did you observe in terms of work and faith and, and the importance of yeah. God's people speaking up? Well, I started out directly in public policy. I did end up in pastoral ministry. Yeah. So many people moved to Washington, D.C. You know, it's very few people are from there. When, when you find a true local, they're like an anomaly and you focus on them. People moved to Washington, D.C. focused on their career. Yeah. They're launching their career and there is an incredible opportunity for the church to really engage people because because they're hungry for community. No right. one's from there. So that was one of the most powerful opportunities mm. uh, to really see faith intersect yeah. the marketplace because people are hungry for it, but they are focused on their career. Right. And so we as a church, and I worked with military, I worked with people in all sorts of industries, obviously a lot of politicos, my wife worked on the Hill. And so you could really meet them where they were starting their career and show them how who they are as a believer and as a Christ follower, as a disciple of Christ, they, you don't check that at the door Yes. when you do that work. And, and especially in D.C., it, it is people seem really young there because there, a lot of them are launching their career. It really was an incredible place to help people begin to put that framework into yes. place for the rest of their career. Connecting the dots. Absolutely. Okay, then providentially, you and your wife moved to Oklahoma. Yes. And you now lead a ministry called Oklahoma Capital Culture. I mentioned you're the appointed chaplain of the Oklahoma House of Representatives. So can you share now how this ministry has come about? I've always been very fascinated and captivated by politics and public policy. And so when we moved to Oklahoma, I was finishing my dissertation, my degree. And so I launched this work in the state capitol. It is a ministry of relationships, working with elected leaders to encourage them to lead well, to pray that first Timothy mm -hmm. chapter two prayer. Yes. And really the work is rooted in that. Why did Paul, what happened in his heart and mind that led him to tell Timothy to lead the church to pray for leaders. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered is that Paul was incredibly strategic. Anywhere he planted a gospel presence, mm -hmm. he had the eye of a strategist 
we should be just as strategic Amen. today. And this is where I think the marketplace ministry concept really comes into play. It is about bringing a gospel transformational power mm. into an environment. Yes. And so I would work really bringing that gospel presence in and around leaders and just watch how God would begin to transform that culture. Mm. When that happens among our leaders, they can begin leading better. And when yes. our leaders are better, all are better. When Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons and daughters of God, I lead as a peacemaker. According to this teaching of Jesus, that one quality that will most identify you as a child of God is being a peacemaker, whether that's in a boardroom, in an executive retreat, or in a legislative chamber. And so I would very intentionally having developed relationships, step into controversies mm. and be a peacemaker. And when that happens, really difficult conversations, they can be navigated in a totally different way. Real conversations can happen and better solutions can emerge. Mm. And that's what I'm discovering as I work with leaders and then we go and work with them in their districts all across the state because I did discover that I have an approach to engaging leaders rooted in First Timothy, leading with that peacemaking spirit that Jesus tells us to have. And it's not just for chaplains, it's not just yeah. for politicos or people interested right. in politics, but all of us. Yeah. And what we are doing at Capital Culture is attacking this problem of incivility and giving some practical methods and opportunities, resources, experiences that equip everyday people from all walks of life to truly engage their leaders, and it is changing the culture. Can you share with our audience maybe one story of how you saw the Lord using you in someone's life? Yeah. We often look at elected leaders and how genuine is their faith. There seems there's kind of a veneer of a faith and how sincere is it. Uh, and so I will say that I've been really blessed to discover there's a lot of real genuine faith, you know, there. But there is a, a lot of just a, a facade that people do have to put up as they're interacting and campaigning. Sure. But I've been able to really get through some of that with people and develop true relationships. And, and here's where the rubber meets the road with what I do. Because I have that, that real genuine rapport and trust with them, we'll have honest conversations. They'll ask me my thoughts on a particular vote they've got coming up or a, a debate going on. And we'll have an honest conversation and I will lay uh, the scripture before them because it's wiser than I am. I point to something right. that is truly solid and firm and I will endeavor to really give them good counsel. But they know whatever they do at that point, however they vote, it doesn't in any way affect how I will approach them, pray for them, encourage them. That trust and that integrity is there. And what that has done is it's led to a breaking down of some of that facade. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see there are a few individuals, one in particular that I now meet with weekly mm -hmm. and are doing some one-on-one -on -one, uh, discipleship with, uh, doing some prayer time together with some other colleagues. And when I look at marketplace ministry, it's not always just going and evangelizing the lost people in your sphere. It's sometimes really bringing fellow believers in that place together. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, Definitely. you start to get critical mass. Yes. And critical mass has a gravitational pull. Yeah, I mean, that's where I've seen the transformation. I mean, there's individual witnessing uh, yeah. in the marketplace, but there's a collectivity yeah. of like minded, gospel centered. Yeah. And it's just the gospel changes the climate, like the very atmosphere. Absolutely. It's beautiful. All right, so we need to close this conversation now, but can you? 
uh, let our audience know how they can get in touch with you Absolutely. your ministry? Well, the easiest way is to go to capitalculture.com, and that's capital T-O-L. You know, I would say it's, it's the building, not the money. Capitalculture.com. You can find all of our information. Connect with me there. Of course, I'm, I'm on social media as well, but Capital Culture is the best place to find us. Joel, thanks for the conversation. It was an honor. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through nonpolitical and nonpartisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.